4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Under the best of circumstances, uh, the transitions of institutions from one conference to another are messy and heartbreaking. They always are and they always will be. I acknowledge that institutions have every right to envision their future and to act upon those visions. Regrettably and inappropriately, these two universities chose to ignore their prior commitments and instead moved ahead to deceive and undermine the institutions to which they pledged their loyalty. There are some things, Senator, that that are in our control. For example, uh, commitment from TV partner. Those are things that, that have to play out. Um, the vibrancy of, of the Big 12, the economics of the Big 12 um, rely on factors beyond just the eight wanting to, wanting to stay. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, this is the John Moore Show. My goodness, it is John Morris. No, it's not. It's Mosley. It's Mosley, people driving off the road. We want John Morris. We want the voice of the Bears. Well, John is out today, uh, and uh, Mosley is in. And I will take you all the way till 4 o'clock when game time featuring Tom Barfield uh, comes around. Aaron Sexton alongside, and uh, we are off and running today. Got a big show planned for you. In fact, uh, Going to talk to Sam Kahn Jr. from The Athletic at 2.20 today about everything going on. And, and Sam was doing a, a really good job of covering everything that was happening down at State Capitol with some of those things you were just hearing about. And uh, i tell you what, Aaron and John put together one of the most emotional. I mean, Aaron, I need you to find me some of that music. My goodness. that I, I mean, I almost started crying the uh, the listening to the intro of the John Morris show that was uh, very exciting, very uh, epic in tone and quality, and almost sounded like we were beginning a movie or something like that. And uh, by the way, I I went to the theater for the first time in a good while. Uh, I did I've seen two movies, and um, uh, the other night I did see the film Stillwater. Um, kind of based loosely on what happened to Amanda Knox, but uh, uh, Matt Damon movie. So anybody that's uh, returned to the theaters, I mean, I you know everybody's got to do what they feel comfortable doing, but um, you know I'm double vaccinated. I felt okay. I felt pretty safe in there. Nobody was even really close to us, and uh, watched Stillwater, and uh, pretty good, pretty good film about a dad who uh, tries to save. His daughter, who's been imprisoned over in France after uh, being convicted of a murder that she may or may not have uh, committed. So uh, may, may keep that in mind. The movie Stillwater, and the reason it's called Stillwater is because the family is from uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and there's some Oklahoma State references that are made. Um, lots to get to today. And then at 2.40... We will have the legendary Alfred Anderson. And, uh, I mean, there's just nobody, nobody. 1979 was uh, was named the best uh, high school player in the state of Texas. Just unbelievable. 
the versatility that he had. He was an unstoppable force. Then he went to Baylor, and then he went to the Vikings. And uh, uh, what a uh, what an incredible guy he is. And he's going to join us today at two forty. And then in uh, on my show in the three o'clock hour with Aaron's help, uh, I've put together we we uh, I, I do a podcast called the Doomsday Podcast. And I sat down with Michael Irvin uh, last night, and uh, Ed Werder and I uh, from ESPN, we sat down with Michael and had a long visit. And um, Aaron has helped put all that together, and uh, you're gonna, I think you're going to really enjoy it, uh, talking about what he thinks about this year's team, what he thinks about C.D. Lamb, and what he thinks about his uh, former coach, uh, Jimmy Johnson, and going into the Hall of Fame. And, boy, it got pretty emotional. Uh, it was a poignant conversation at that point, and so we'll let you hear that entire interview. We've got it broken down very nicely, uh, I might add, by uh, Aaron Sexton. And when Aaron's not uh, turning down the sound, watching the Olympics, he's cutting up audio, he does all sorts of things. And I, I hope that Aaron last night got to see what I saw. I, each day I've been kind of opening my show with uh, some things that I that caught my eye in the Olympics, and last night it was watching a thing moo, okay, it's A-T-H-I-N-G-M-U, I mean, she just finished up her freshman season at Texas A&M, and she went out there and just blew away the field in the 800, I mean, that is a tremendously tough race. I mean, all those races are crazy tough, but I feel like when you have to run at that speed for that length of time, I mean, we've all done it at some point. I mean, even even uh, Sexton, who revealed that he did have a uh, uh, past as a cross-country runner, has at some point tried to run two laps as fast as he can, the 800. It is a hellacious race. And... Um, at 19 years old, she went out there and uh, broke the American record, uh, ran to a win, and um, I'm trying to think, I mean, just what a great win for Team USA, and she she went 155-21, 155-21, I mean, pretty remarkable, uh, a uh, an unbelievable job. A thing moo uh, at uh, age 19, and and uh, and then she's from Texas A&M. So I thought that was a lot of fun to watch. I, I, I'm loving all the track and field. And then last night I got an opportunity to watch the Simone Biles, her win the, uh, or actually she won the bronze in the beam. And so that was kind of fun to watch. But uh, these hurdles are incredible. Um, I've, I've loved watching the hurdles and watching all the, the technique that that is. It's, uh, it's phenomenal to watch. And so I am, it's, uh, it's something I do with my, uh, uh, 14 year old daughter. We sit down every night at about, uh, eight, eight 30 or nine. We recorded everything and we catch up on it. And we, um, Aaron, you you might be a little disappointed. I blow through the sand volleyball for some reason. Even though um, I like it, I mean it's it's fun to watch certain, but but it's just not the track and field is grabbing my attention more, and uh, and again as we told you yesterday, Casey Lightfoot, the uh, the Baylor the Baylor uh, graduate 
great, great career at Baylor, national champion in the pole vault. He finished fourth. And uh, disappointing because he's just so incredible. But uh, a member of Team USA did win the silver in that. So keeping you up to date on all things with the Olympics. And, again, lots to come today. Excited here in about uh, 10 minutes to have Sam Kahn Jr. on. And Sam has been right in the middle of all this. I mean, he has has, uh, monitored... Uh, every bit of what's going on right now, and and I, I I'm just uh, I think we're very fortunate to have him on and to talk about what's going on with the conference. He's he went to the University of Houston, so he'll have some thoughts on where the University of Houston is. I also bring up the Dallas Mavericks and what they've done in. Your, your your year around them not doing hardly anything in free agency. And there's some interesting things um, that they did, but I would say Sterling Brown, who played at SMU, um, is a really good three-point shooter. They're, what they're trying to do is put shooters around Luka, but again, it was the disappointment of saying who they wanted and then not getting him. Kyle Lowry was who they wanted. And so they've ended up with Sterling Brown and Reggie Bullock. And if you've watched the Knicks, you know Reggie Bullock uh, has some dreads and they stick straight up. And so you'll kind of know him when you see him uh, by that. And uh, But he, he is a three-point shooter as well. And... I think it's wise to try to put these players around Luca. I'm just saying about, hey, we're going to go get like a big name, like a Cal. For whatever reason, those sorts of players don't want to come here. Miami always ends up with these players. Part of it is where it's located, and and teams, you know, players love to play there. But uh, this is this has become very frustrating. And uh, uh, so those are the, the Mavericks. We didn't have time to get into that yesterday. Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown. Just not a whole lot of excitement around what the Mavericks are doing in free agency. It is uh, Matt Mosley alongside Aaron Sexton. Aaron, how are you doing, man? Are you? Uh, I, I kind of wanted to bring you in here and let you say hello. I mean, you... Uh, we got a lot going on today. Is everything uh, everything going well for you? Yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, I'm 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 disappointed with the Mavericks um, this off season, paying Tim Hardaway Jr. that much, and I know they had limited options once Lowry signed and and Mar- and DeRozan can't shoot the three, which they need. But it's just really disappointing. You pay Tim Hardaway a lot of money. He's a guy that shoots the three pointer really well, but there are a lot of guys in the league that do that. He can't create off the dribble. He can't defend. Yeah. He's a he's a, a minus defender uh, near, near the bottom of the league uh, last time I think I checked. Um, and they have a player. He's older, but he's very good, Goran Dragic, that wants to come here and play with Luka. And uh, now it could still happen, but I read an article that the holdup is the Mavericks, that they're like Dwight Powell. They've got on a uh, contract where he's – very overpaid for what he does. And he's also the four, one of four centers they have under contract, along with Boban 
Maxi Kleba and Moses Brown. And uh, they don't want to yeah. put him as part of the deal to get Drogic. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what they're Doesn't doing. Doesn't make any sense, no, does it? No. And they're bringing back Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah, so actually five I mean, centers, I, it's, and, they're, uh, and they're hesitant to deal one. I, <laughs> I just don't get it. It's strange. It's a strange deal. More to come on that. Three o'clock today, we'll uh, get into uh, some stuff from Amari Cooper. And then Mike McCarthy's interesting comment yesterday about how they're going to approach Dak Prescott in this training camp. I, I find that uh I find that fascinating, and we will deal with it. But next, we're going to catch up with uh, Sam Kahn Jr. Um, from The Athletic and talk a little bit about realignment. He's been all over this story, and where he thinks this is all headed, we'll do that next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. It'll be mostly clear tonight with low temperatures falling to around 70 degrees. Partly sunny skies expected tomorrow with a 30% chance of a scattered shower or isolated storm. 92 for the high. And on Friday, partly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 95. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all alone at the goal line. CeeDee Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown and a touchdown dance. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live from Canton, Ohio on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Steelers Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Clayton Waco 2 in Waco is seeking passionate, ambitious candidates to join their team. Clayton Waco 2 is now hiring for the day shift Monday through Friday. Starting wage is $17 an hour plus weekly bonuses. Benefits include medical, dental, vision, paid parental leave, accident, hospital, and critical illness insurance. 401k with bonus, paid vacations, and holidays with life insurance for the whole family. Log on to Facebook.com slash Clayton Waco 2 to apply. That's Facebook.com slash Clayton Waco 2. Clayton Holmes, opening doors to a better life. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at the Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit HeritageCreamery.com for more information. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Ah, summer's last half. When temps get up and time counts mercilessly down towards school, schedules, and responsibilities. But don't panic. Be cool. You've still got time to escape to searing heat in a 72-degree carefree wonderland of hot dogs, cold drinks, and Texas Rangers baseball. Finish summer strong with a trip to the climate-controlled comfort of Globe Life Field. 
Make your plans now at TexasRangers.com slash summer. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Get out there to Alan Samuels right off uh, Highway 6. Some of those Grand Cherokees, unbelievable deal on those Ram trucks. It is Alan Samuels. Now joining us um, right now, Sam Kahn Jr. Uh, and uh, Sam is, uh, boy, been covering all these schools around Texas, the Big 12, for, for several years now, now with The Athletic. And uh, Sam, it's uh, it's good to have you. Uh, been an eventful couple of weeks, so much for uh, – having a little bit of a, a downtime uh, heading into uh, college football season. Yeah, you know, I was supposed to have three days off last week before we got to camp, and <laughs> that quickly <laughs> went awry when everything happened with Texas and Oklahoma. But uh, I'm going to do my best here in the next day or two to catch my breath because uh, Texas, Texas A&M, Baylor, and several others are starting camp here in a couple of days. So I'm going to try and lay as low as I can for the next maybe 24 to 36 hours. You you are you are uh, uh, allowed to say no to me occasionally, Sam. So I, uh, I I will not take it personally, but I'm glad I'm glad you didn't today. But uh, I would you know, I wouldn't mind you just kind of doing this out next to the swimming pool or whatever. But uh, you have earned it. What a wild couple of weeks it's been, and, and now it really feels official. Official. Uh, that was an interesting little show that they had in Austin. And uh, and you guys had some really good reports on that, Sam. Um, did did anything? Did, what what was the what the the biggest takeaway from that? What surprised you the most in some of that uh, testimony, other than the fun jabs that folks got at the University of Texas? And by the way, nice job by uh, by the the uh, state senator from uh, your alma mater, Houston. You know, the Houston and the SMU folks. They were they suddenly started kind of. Uh, lobbying for their schools, which I sort of enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I can promise you anytime there's anything college athletics related, John Whitmire is going to be speaking up for University of Houston. He is, uh, has a long track record of doing that. I, I think the thing that I took away the most from the hearing was just the amount of information that we got from Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, and Jay Hartzell, the Texas president. Uh, I was fascinated to learn that's just a little bit more about the timeline of this decision for Texas, you know, Jay Hartzell said he had talked to uh, Joe Harris, the OU president, back in the fall about, hey, what what do we want to do long term about the Big 12? How do you feel? It was clear that they felt a little uncertain as far back as maybe late September last year about the future of the Big 12. And uh, the, the fact that they re- that Hartzell reached out to Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, this spring, which to me lines up with the Big 12's talks with ESPN and Fox about uh, television negotiations. You know, back in May, the uh, several members of the Big 12 had discussed the idea of trying to preemptively renegotiate that TV deal and were met with a pretty tepid response. And I think that pretty much, to me, matches up with with Hartzell and Sankey speaking uh, as to maybe that was one of the key factors in Texas' long-term decision to do this. Talking to Sam Kahn uh, from The Athletic, who has been covering all this realignment. And Sam, if you're like me, you just get flashbacks to 10 years ago. It's hard to believe it's back. Um, 
the the uh, report from uh, Max Olson that the that Bob Bowlesby was uh, was meeting with the Pac-12 commissioner George Klyovkov. Um, do you do you kind of think that that's more of an exploratory, get to know each other type of deal? I mean, obviously they didn't seem to hide it too much, and um, and and Bob even had a few comments, although he didn't want to get into the substance of of the six hour visit. What do you what do you think, uh, or what are you hearing came out of that, Sam? And 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 do you think Bob's gonna you know this will he will he do this with? Uh, with other commissioners well first definitely i think with with george i think it's important you know remember he's a new commissioner so uh he is just getting to know some of the other conference commissioners so so there's you know one aspect of it but two i think these are the of the power five conferences that are left those are the two most vulnerable obviously the big 12 is vulnerable because texas and ou are on the way out but the pac-12 is probably the next most vulnerable group uh, as we've seen over the last several years they've struggled to get teams in the college football playoff the national reputation hasn't been great uh so if there's a team that is to be feared of fearful of the future if we're moving to the super conference era that the sec may be trying to kick off here then then that that's the next one and so i think it makes sense for those two conferences to uh, have a discussion for those two commissioners to have a discussion about whether they can work together, where they can figure something out. And I think the important thing to remember is that those two also share, uh, you know, television partners. Obviously, they both, you know, have deals with ESPN, but they also both have deals with Fox. And so, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to end up trying to merge or have a scheduling alliance or uh, maybe do something creative like discuss a joint rights deal with, you know, one of the rights holders for their next round of, of broadcast contracts. But I think those are all options that will be on the table for those leagues as the Big 12 tries to survive and the Pac-12 tries to strengthen itself. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be fascinating to watch. And you and I both know that Texas and OU is going to do whatever it can to go ahead and get out of the conference at the earliest possible moment. Um, it, it, it seems, Sam, that, that the, the right now these eight schools are holding together. Although, you know, of course, rumors, somebody had some big rumor about Kansas the other day. Do you think things will calm down here for a little while? And, and do you sense that the Big 12 le- uh, leftovers or castaways, whatever you want to call it, um, do, you, do you sense that they are going to be able to hang together? Or, or where, where, do you, where, do you think, uh, where do you think that is right now, their, their commitment to each other? I, I think it's a two-way street. I think I look at it almost as like a, a player who commits early to a school. You're holding your spot right now by by staying in the Big Twelve, but you're going to explore. You're going to take other visits. You're going to explore other options and make sure you do all five year officials, so to speak. Uh, I, I think every athletic director in this conference that's left it would not be doing their job if they're not exploring other potential homes because getting into one of those other remaining power conferences is the best way and really only way in my opinion to keep the media rights revenue where it is i mean we all heard on monday during the hearing bob bolsby said that uh, he believes that ou and texas account for 50 percent of the value of the tv contracts they, they distribute 28 million per year uh to each campus and so if you do that 50 percent, that means each school could be looking at losing 14 million a year and that's a devastating. That's going to have devastating consequences on, the, on these athletic departments. 
So all of these schools, I think, are gaming out contingency plans on what they can do and if they can get themselves into another league, because if they can, then that's a way to mitigate that loss. If you stay together, you still probably can still get a good TV deal if they stay together and expand and add some schools, but I still think it's going to come down substantially from what it did. And so, like I said, I think Mm -hmm. everyone's going to hang together for now, but they're also planning out any other possible contingencies if there's another league that will have them. Sam Kahn from The Athletic joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Of course, it was Texas that really didn't want to expand, and Texas has been running this Big 12 conference for a long time. And so that expansion that happened in, oh, what about 2016, it turned into a dog-and-pony show that didn't go anywhere. Are, are the schools like Houston, uh, Sam, are they, are they still so, like – excited at the thought of of being in one of those power five conferences that they would still jump at at any sort of invitation where do you where are those uh if we check the temperature of of cincinnati houston smu like where where do you what do you think they're thinking or or is it more like hey we've got more strength right now as an aac than ever we should we should poach these schools where where do you think they sit right now I think if the Big 12 stays together, I think those schools would still be attracted to it because, again, I go back to that number I said earlier, $14 million. So if the Big 12 stands to lose half of its TV value, that's still double. If you Let's say it's $14 million, that's still double what the American schools are getting, what the AAC schools are getting. So that would be – and I've talked to some you know administrators in that conference and – that there are definitely some that would be interested in going to the Big 12, and the Big 12 will have them. Uh, so, so there's no doubt there's an interest there. That said, I think because of the volatile nature of the Big 12, because of what's going on and what has happened the last two weeks, it's maybe not as they're not as eager, so to speak, or right? it's not going to be an automatic no-brainer to jump. Uh, as it would have been five years ago during the 2016 expansion discussion. Right now, then you're, you're going to kind of evaluate your position of where you are, where the where that conference is, and where what's going to be the future of the Big 12. Is it going to retain its autonomy five status uh, that it has an NCAA legislative uh, structure? If it does, that's a positive. Uh, what and again, I think if if they're going to expand, they're, they're going to need to find out, hey, what kind of TV deal can we get if we go to the Big 12? So. Those are all things that I think they will they will figure out, but uh, but I would say definitely definitely the schools in the state of Texas, Houston, and SMU. If you were to say, hey, we're going to put you in the Big Twelve with Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor, I think they'd welcome it right away. That's more than half of the old Southwest Conference put together, and I think that would actually have, be a lot of fun and have some potential. Yeah, you do. You excite some folks. Sam Kahn from the Athletic. When you start talking about the um, SWC, and uh, and that's it's going to be. Uh, I mean, that gets me excited because that's my childhood, thinking back on, on all those matchups and everything. But, again, you know, losing Texas and OU, do you sense, uh, Sam, if you were a betting man, would you, would you have Texas and OU in the, um, uh, in, in the SEC by 2022? I mean, I just keep thinking they're going to find a way to wiggle out. Like, I'm not saying without paying something. But I don't think they're going to have to pay full freight. Is that um, is that, if you had to bet on it, would you think that's when they truly are going to be uh, playing in that conference? I think they're going to definitely try. They're they're going to try everything they can to do it. Uh, if I were betting, I would probably 
feel more comfortable saying 2023. And, and here's the reason is if this college football playoff expansion moves forward, uh, the earliest that can happen is 2023. So I could see a world where Texas and OU plays one more year and then goes in the SEC in that expanded playoff because the SEC is going to want to have as many teams as possible in a 12-team playoff via at-large bids. So uh, I, I think one, once that playoff is unveiled, if it happens to be unveiled, of course, I think that's a little bit up in the air too at this moment. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be rubber-stamped as we thought it would be uh, you know, when this came out in June. But but if it does end up happening and they do are able to work it out for 2023, I would definitely expect by that time that OU and Texas will have found their way out of it, whether they have to pay full freight or whether they have to negotiate some kind of settlement. Uh, that remains to be seen. I know Bob Bowlesby and the Big 12 schools are going to definitely try to hold them to every dollar that they owe, uh, and rightfully so, because that's part of the grant of rights. So uh, so it would be it will be interesting to, to, to see play out. I wouldn't be shocked if they're in 2022, but if I were betting, I'd say 2023. All right, Sam. Media uh, availability happens, I believe, Friday uh, in Waco. I'd love to see you. Love to see you uh, make your make your way over there to the uh, Baylor campus. So, uh, but take a take a day or here to uh, two to catch your breath. And I appreciate you jumping on with us. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Good to see you, and I'll definitely see you down the road. Okay, that sounds good. There you go, Sam Kahn. Junior from The Athletic joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we got uh, we got something I'm so excited about. Uh, Alfred Anderson, who is one of the all-time Baylor greats, is going to be joining us uh, next. And uh, he uh, went on to have a nice NFL career as well, lives in the Metroplex now. But uh, Alfred's as big as it gets. And I mean also as a human i mean he is just he's just monstrous and he's always kept his uh his menacing figure he just is is someone that no one wanted to tackle back in the day he could go up top he could uh he was elusive he really did it all and uh alfred anderson will join us coming up in a few minutes that's going to be at 240 mosley in for the john morris show today john morris uh uh, off today, and then we'll be back tomorrow. And then I want to remind you that uh, I'll be out at Heritage Creamery. We've got a grand opening festivities, okay, out there at that Woodway location off Highway 84, Ritchie Road. we got a new location. I'll be broadcasting out there on Friday at 3 o'clock, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody going to be all sorts of families out there. I'm told there are bounce houses involved. I don't believe uh, I'll be getting in those, uh, but uh, but there's going to be a, a lot of fun stuff out there, food trucks, bounce houses, whatever you need, it'll be out there. But the main thing is, come check out the great ice cream, cones, uh, scoops, I mean, the... Uh, uh, every every everything you need in, in natural ingredients, but they have some really cool sort of different kind of uh, ice cream flavors as well. It's an incredible place. It is Heritage Creamery, and you kind of know it, of course, if you're around the Baylor campus, having been right over there next to Common Grounds. The two go hand in hand. Get you a little coffee. Get you a little ice cream enjoy your day that's right over there on 8th street that other location but i will be at heritage creamery and that will be 
uh, on Friday afternoon. And a lot of you are already planning to stop by. Stop by and say hi. Love to see you. And, uh, again, Alfred Anderson, the legend himself, the great Baylor running back, will join us next. It is the John Morris Show. Matt Mosley in for John today. And then, of course, uh, my show will happen at 3 o'clock. We talk to Alfred Anderson. We do it next. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews. Weekdays here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The best prices on new or used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. A large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canet, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions, but not rush you through the shopping experience. Ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Sydney McLaughlin roared back in the final set of barriers to capture the 400-meter hurdle gold yesterday in Tokyo, shaving nearly half a second off her own world record from the U.S. trials, running a 51-46. U.S. women's basketball routes Australia 79-55 and reached the semifinals. 
Demarcus Lawrence has been activated off the pup list for the Cowboys. The team leaves this afternoon for Canton for the Hall of Fame game tomorrow night versus Pittsburgh. Astros were greeted by Dodger fans with booze and trash cans, but won the game three to nothing. Astros and Dodgers again tonight. First pitch at 8:40. Angels blast the Rangers 11 to three. Game three of that series tonight. 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Adios, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we are joined right now by a Baylor legend. And one of my uh, childhood heroes, it is Alfred Anderson uh, from, uh, boy, from Waco, Texas, originally, Richfield, and uh, took the high school by storm all those years ago. And um, Alfred, let me, uh, well, I'm sure other people have wished you one, but uh, I understand it's your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, thank you, Matt. Appreciate that, brother. Uh, definitely, you know. Just blessed to see another day and be another year older and 60, brother. So (laughs) I'm getting up there, but it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if you wanted me to to make that public. I'm glad you did. Uh, That that is a major milestone. I've seen you in the Letterman's uh, uh, Lounge or Letter Winner's uh, Lounge. You still still look like you could play, so 60 looks good on you. Does it – what does that feel like, though, Alfred? Did you, when you woke up this morning and, and you were officially sixty, did uh, is it is it does it play any tricks on your mind, or are you uh, are you embracing it? You know what? I guess I knew it was coming, but for some reason I forgot all about it until uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe my wife or someone that mentioned, you know, how you feel in red turn six. I said, you know, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> But I feel good. I feel good, and I feel blessed, brother. So, hey, <laughs> uh, just yeah, keep living. Well, you know, it's uh, it's it's wonderful to uh, to get to talk to you. And uh, boy, a lot of folks in in our listening area remember uh, your unbelievable high school career. You know, uh, isn't it crazy, Alfred? What's going on right now, though, in college football? All this realignment talk, Texas and OU leaving the Big Twelve. Um, you know, when you were playing, you still had the SWC. Arkansas had not left us yet; they were still in the SWC. Um, there are some people, Alfred, who think what Baylor ought to do is join back up with get Houston, SMU, Rice, uh, and and reform somewhat of an SWC would you be would you be in favor of that hey I'm I'm in favor of anything that 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 represents Baylor <laughs> so you know and this and it was great back then you know when you have all the Texas schools lined up and playing but but we know uh the reason for the breakup is all about money and power and you know, but wherever Baylor goes, we're gonna be all right. <laughs> you know, I I think back to when you were uh, so when you were playing high school football. I guess Walter for, over from university had ended up at Baylor. Now, as a while you were in high school, Alfred, did you 
Um, had you gotten to know Walter at all? And and like, were you over there watching those Baylor games and some of those great teams with uh, Singletary before you got over there on the Baylor campus? I would say maybe my senior year, and then I was invited to watch a game. And uh, and I know before then, you know, I had met Singletary because he had came over to the high school and spoke to us. And after he spoke, I said, man, you know what? That's I want to be around that type of player, you know, that type of person, strong Christian brother, you know. And so that motivated me right there because I, I, I knew that what Mike had, that's what I was building myself up to be, you know. And so so that was a blessing. Now, Walter, I knew of Walter from university. Uh, I was a sophomore his senior year. And, uh, and, and you know, and then once I – and probably, I guess, yeah, I guess it was my senior year when he – or my junior year when he, you know – played uh, the game against Texas A&M and rushed for over 200 yards, you know. And that's when it really dawned on that Walter Abercrombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walter. Uh, and, and you and Walter, what would you say between y'all styles? You were – Walter, um, y'all both had really, really good power. Both could be elusive. I remember you – being uh you know running over people though what what do you when when you um when when you got over there to to baylor like how would you say you did y'all have similar styles or would you say you were more of a a power runner i was more of a power runner now now walter might have been a little lucid <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh power and speed is what i had you know if you was in my way i'm i'm running over you you know if i can't get around you i'm going through you yeah, and 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 you could throw it too. I mean, that was what people don't people might not even remember that. But uh, and I looked. I mean, I want to say your rookie year when you got in the NFL, you might have thrown a couple of touchdowns. Is that? I mean, you play you you you. I know you played uh, some quarterback. Um, was there ever Alfred a uh, growing up? Is that what you did? You want to uh, play quarterback, or did you recognize pretty quickly that your future was more at running back? Well, I tell you what. When I had the the a chance to play in high school, I thought that that's where I, I wanted to be, you know. And I remember before I got over to Baylor and Coach Talbot bringing me in as a quarterback, and uh, and I remember playing an All Star game, Texas against Oklahoma. I ended up breaking my wrist, fracturing a bone in my wrist. I played the whole game. I didn't know it was fractured. I knew something was wrong with it. And when I got back the next day, you know, Coach Taff had me to go over and check with Skip Cox and get my arm, my wrist x-rayed and found out it was broken. And so uh, my freshman year, I knew I couldn't play quarterback because of, uh, you know, the cast on my arm. So I had to throw it in for running back. And then uh, in the spring, I did go out for quarterback. I mean, quarterback, and I had a pretty good spring at it. But Coach Taff and I will always talk about where the team needed me. And all mm-hmm. I wanted to do was just play. You know, if it was at wide receiver, I think my sophomore year, he said, hey, you can start at flanker back. I said, Coach, I just want to play, <laughs> you know. And then uh, my junior year, uh, Albert Crumman did a gentry left. So 
So we didn't have no experience running backs. And so I, I said, well, this way it gives me at least two years to play a position because all my years of playing from junior high to high school, every year I always played a different position. And so this opportunity would give me a chance to play. And at that time, there wasn't a lot of uh, – black quarterbacks in the league. So I knew that the best position for me would probably be running back. And as you mentioned, and in, in, uh, on the pro level, uh, I think that's one reason why Coach uh, Les Delco drafted me because he knew that I could throw the ball. And so my rookie year in the NFL, I did throw two touchdown passes, and I probably threw about maybe seven passes and all but but i did throw two touchdown passes i wish because i've just known you as as just a huge guy you know and and i wish i could have seen you throw the football like roll out and pass it and, and i bet you did have quite an arm uh talking to alfred anderson the baylor great on the matt mosley show esp in central texas it is his 60th birthday today that is uh that is hard to believe alfred because it <laughs> seems like it was not long ago watching you one of the games i remember was you and alan and alan rice comes to baylor around the same time as you were there and Y'all complimented each other so incredibly well, and then you end up playing some some in the pros together. Um, but that Texas Tech game comes to mind to me. Was there some game where y'all beat like Texas Tech eleven to two or eleven to three? And it, I don't know if it was yeah. muddy or something. Maybe yeah. it was raining like crazy. That rained. that comes to mind. It was, yeah, it was raining that night. <clears throat> it rained all day, and I remember. Uh, you know, Walter got knocked out the game. I think he had a concussion. So he and I had been sitting on the sideline for uh, the whole game, and then all of a sudden, Coach Tell said, "Alfred, get in there." And then at the time, my running back coach, Coach uh, uh, Turner, he said, "No, Coach, no, Coach," because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a freshman, and then you had, you know, Phil Ward, who was a senior, and some other guys that before me, but Coach Dow said, get in there, and I ran in there, and I ended up scoring the only touchdown uh, that game. And, and you know, Coach Turner, he, he never said another word. He said, <laughs> 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 bless, bless his soul. But, yeah, he, he, you know, because I had been sitting on the sideline, my uniform was white compared to everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. but to see a freshman go in there at that crucial time as we were driving to score a touchdown, and but but that's the confidence Coach Taff had in me. You know, <laughs> that that is hilarious about Wade. I, I remember him from going to uh, Grant Taft football camp when I was about ten years old, and Wade was already you know some of that staff they were already on up there a little bit. Cotton and yeah. and. Uh, and boy, Cotton still, I mean, you know, and uh, Bill Lane. I mean, it, yeah. Taft had one of those staffs that was kind of amazing that people just stuck around. I mean, now, you know, he lost Corky at some point to North Texas. and, and uh, uh, But, I mean, Pete was around for a long time. What was that? Was that was, I would imagine that was a really, really fun staff to be around because they, and they seemed extremely loyal to Grant. Right, right. Yeah, it was a great staff. Uh, you know, we <clears throat> they had their moments, 
But uh, all in all, when it came down to a, hey, we we were we were they were close knit staff. But like I said, they had their moment. But 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 they came together. They were one unit, and that's one thing because of Coach Staff, you know. But uh, like I said, Corky was entertaining. <laughs> he was entertaining, and I hate to see him go because uh, that was my senior year, or my junior year, I think it was when he went to North Texas. But uh, but yeah, it was just great to see him. Plus, his daughter and I, Tracy, we graduated together from Richfield, so. So we had a good relationship, but yeah, that that Baylor coaching staff was loyal to Coach Taft, and 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 they made sure we were ready every game. Yeah, and and you guys were, and I mentioned Allen. Um, Allen also could could line up at quarterback, and I feel like they would do that sometimes. Short yardage, whoever convinced Grant to do that. Think about that. They did it for several years. Matt Clark did it. And then Allen would line up down there in those short yardage. Uh, and y'all were, I mean, Alfred, what's funny is they would do all those designs, but we all knew they were going to send you over the top, you know. <laughs> so either, either, that was – uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I just remember wow, one of those games. Walter was still there. I don't know if you were already on campus yet. might have been 81 were you on the team already with that game, that forty-two thirty-nine yeah. game up in uh, up in Little yeah. Rock? Little Rock. Oh yeah. my! I was there. I was that was my uh, second year, my sophomore year. Yes, that was a game. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, I guess Lou Holtz, either Lou Holtz or Ken Hatfield was coaching them. That was uh, that was insane. But now you're you had that ability to go up over the top now. Were you uh, a basketball player all, also? Because, I mean, that, that leap, I just remember that no one could stop that. If you took off from the two- or three-yard line, you were right. getting in the end zone. Did that? Do you? Did you have a basketball background? I did play basketball, but how I developed that, I remember my freshman year, Coach Taft took Walter, me, and maybe, I know me and Walter, and we practiced it. We practiced uh, going up to Airborne, and that's one of my favorite players. We get down to the one, two yard line, you know, that's what I'm going to do unless the hole open up, and then I can run on in. But otherwise, my mind and my focus is already getting ready to take off. And I remember against uh, Arkansas my junior year, we were like five yards on the five yard line. And I remember jumping as high as I could, and I ended up landing in the end zone. I said, wow, that, now that was an amazing jump. <laughs> I never jumped that far, that far, but, but that, was, that, that one was impressive. I, I couldn't believe it that I landed in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that is so interesting. So you're saying y'all would practice the over-the-top run play Against air, like would y'all just would y'all like run it against no one, and they'd send you guys up over the top sometimes? Yes, he he had like a tall dummy, and we had to go over the dummy into the end zone, land on a, a pad. So so that's how we practiced that. My goodness, well, uh, Alfred, I I uh, I could talk to you all day. I loved watching you and. Uh, 
I uh, I appreciate you so much. A happy 60th, and I'll uh, next time I run into you, um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll make sure I introduce myself because uh, always uh, always love seeing you, and uh, I hope you have a tremendous birthday. Make your make your family at least take you out to eat or something, okay? Oh, oh that's what they're doing, Matt. So I can't wait. <laughs> 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 you, you deserve a steak. Absolutely, absolutely. Sixty years, baby. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I. Uh, and by the way, that makes Walter above sixty, doesn't it? That means Walter's. <laughs> that's got to put him at yeah. about sixty-two. He probably doesn't like yeah, me Walter's mentioning that. Sixty-two. <laughs> wow. Yeah, my fact. I know he he have a birthday. A birthday. I want to say towards the end of September, I, I want to say. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate it, Alfred. And I'll, uh, I, will, uh, I will talk to you soon. Okay, Matt. Appreciate you, buddy. There he goes, the great Alfred Anderson, who, uh, uh, as I recall, it war number two, and I think Alan rice war number three perhaps so you had two and three in the backfield and man they knew how to use those guys and um that would have been who was that duke christian whoever uh just trying to think who would have been the offense coordinator anyway what uh what an incredible what an incredible time that was for uh grant taff and that whole group but uh, fun to catch up with alfred and it was fun to be a little kid watching him play loved it cannot believe he is 60 years old um it is the matt mosley show espn central texas i keep saying that aaron it's actually this has been the john morris show i'm just so conditioned to say that john's show is from two to three How, i mean aaron we gave john some pretty good guests today didn't we yeah it was it was a very very good show i both the both the guests were, were really really good and it's, Shouldn't uh, we just? We should keep some of these guests for our, our show, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun and uh, fun uh, filling in for John today. John will be back tomorrow, and you can hear him from two to three. Next is something we call the Matt Mosley Show. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all along the goal line. CD Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown and a touchdown dance. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live.